Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Aaron here, we're going to bring you two segments this week on the show. First is a plus minus, uh, just general wrestling discussion. We mostly get into um, WWE. We recorded most of the show during the last hour of Raw. We weren't really feeling this week's episode of Raw and we decided to record a little bit earlier so we could all kind of get on with our night and get some sleep. Uh, technical difficulties extended our recording session a little bit longer than intended. You're going to hear um, kind of how we cobbled together what we were able to salvage of our first part of our recording with what we recorded later. Uh, we kind of went off the rails a little bit later in the show and you're going to be privy to all that during the Cena Monster Files segment. I'm not even going to spoil too much of that, but we kind of got on a very heated discussion with our friend D. Wayne about the uh, positives and negatives of Kevin Owens. He had some pretty strong opinions and we all disagreed with him. And you'll hear all of that. Um, so again, we'll hit you with the plus minus and then the Cena Monster Files. Uh, if you're new to the show, we do two episodes a week. We have a midweek meltdown and then we have our weekend breakdown episode. Uh, different segments on different, different episodes depending on what's going on for the week. Uh, we always do pay-per-view previews and reviews. We kind of did um, somewhat of a preview for what we knew about TNA's anniversary, which comes at us uh, this upcoming Sunday evening. And uh, you can always catch us on our own podcast server. Check our social media at BGB group on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. Or you can always catch us on wrestlingopinion.com. They feature our, every new episode that we put out. You can always subscribe on iTunes also so that you never miss an episode. Feel free to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Just look up uh, Big Old Belt. You should be able to find us. And without further ado, let's hit you with some general wrestling talk in this week's Plus Minus. Okay, everybody, we're going to start things off with the plus minus segment for the week. We have the whole crew back together. Welcome back, friends. We have D Wayne. What's up, man? He's got his new headset on tonight, guys. D Wayne. He muted his headset, and now he just hung up on us. No. I'm sure he'll phone right back in. Uh, Dr. M, how are you tonight? I'm doing all right. Wonder where D-Wayne went. D-Wayne, come back. We have two chains. Who's back from his sojourn on the West Coast? And we have Mr. Sidley Sellis. What's up? Well, and I guess my first minus for the week is that D Wayne. Oh, hey, he's back, D Wayne. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Fans, you can't see him. We're on Google Hangout. He's got this beautiful headset with like a a blue mic on the front, and he's just hanging out, being awesome right now. It's a beautiful sight. I wish you could see him like I can see him right now. With the fresh bald head. With yeah, he's got he's got his fresh look on. He looks great tonight. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I appreciate the love, you know. It's hard being a dad. (laughs) (laughs) You try to shave off those gray hairs. I see the gray coming in the beard now. Oh, no, that's that's, that's, uh, Auburn and blonde. (laughs) Yeah, year. you do. <laughs> oh, man. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dr. Evans. Is that too soon for Cleveland? That's too soon. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, come on. Come on, fellas. All right. <laughs> so, on the plus minus tonight, we're just going to kind of, we're not going to do the plus separate from the minus. We're just going to go to each co-host, and we're going to let them kind of cherry pick anything from the world of wrestling that they liked for their plus and are disliking at the moment for their minus. 
I want to throw it first to Mr. Silly Sellis. Uh, let's all let's always start with positive, the good news first, and then the bad. What, and then we'll just kind of chime in on what you have to say. So, Mr. Sellis, what's something that you're digging right now? And you know what? And, and thanks to Two Chains because I did not see this positive, and I'm watching it right now as I speak. So forgive me if I mess up my multitasking. But this Jay Briscoe versus Jay Lethal, I need to send a shout out to Jay Lethal. I'm, like I said, I'm watching this live. I mean, well, live in my terms. Um, uh, watching the match right now. It was live on Friday. But I'm very happy, you know, for the first time that Jay Lethal has become a world champion of some sort in any type of wrestling promotion. You're I mean, here. This guy has been working his way from the ground up, doing his thing from TNA, ROH, never got into WWE. But whatever he did as far as his gimmicks, it's worked. And just from the fact that all I'm thinking about now is when Jay Lethal did his Ric Flair gimmick, when him and Ric Flair were going back and forth in the, in the ring, and his even Black and Cheese mode gimmick when he used to mock the Macho Man Randy Savage. This is before Mandow uh, had his gimmick with Macho Man. It, it's just great to see that he is finally a world champion. So I'm sure, and this match has been excellent so far as I've been watching it. And just for the fact that of what he's come from or what he's gone through just to be a professional wrestler, not the biggest guy, doesn't have that greatest look, but just a pure talent in all type of ways, I think it's just very good for him that he deserves that shot. And I just got to give props to him for doing that. Um, another positive I have on the WWE sense, because we're actually watching Raw as well, um, going through uh, kind of a slow roll, not the best roll. But I think Bray Wyatt's character is just whatever he does is so dark, but it's so gold. I mean, I even tweeted this from our from our group Twitter page that I think Bray Wyatt should have a movie where he's a, a horror movie, a horror villain, and he ends up winning to have a sequel to see how he terrorizes some more people. I would love to see that happen because it's just so dark. And it can be so scary and creepy just – of what he's doing, and it's still family-oriented and follows that PG line, but it's just so great. Uh, those are my two positives that I have uh, right now in the world of wrestling. I can definitely chime in. I was able to watch the um, the Best in the World ROH pay-per-view. I reviewed it, and I'll just second what you said. I'm so happy for Jay Lethal. He's going to be facing Roderick Strong at the upcoming I pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor, in July, and I'm really looking forward to that. Go Jay Lethal. I think... Uh, out there before we moved on you mentioned having Bray Wyatt in a WWE movie um the there's these twin sisters that they directed the see no evil 2 movie with Kane and they are directing the new Vendetta movie that has the big show in it and they've mentioned and they tried to get a movement going on Twitter a while back about um getting the Wyatt family movie made so I'm all for that they had a movie and I think it's on Netflix it's called American Mary it's one of the cooler new horror movies I've seen in a while but uh that would be awesome um Celis, why don't you hit your your minus real quick and then we'll move on to the next fellow um I think my minus has to do with pay-per-view scheduling now I don't know if I got spoiled having what two to three pay-per-views in a six-week um I guess six-week course but it just seems like five weeks is just a long time to have a pay-per-view from Money in the Bank and to Battleground. And I think that's just hurting with WWE programming. Um, good thing that Tough Enough is going to be fe- featured tomorrow that I'm looking forward to. Hoping that will take away my, I guess, needed for some type of special event. But I just think WWE needs to make sure they work on as they go in the future. If they're going to plan their pay-per-views throughout the year, make sure you schedule where it's not too much of a long time 
especially if you're not going to build your storylines very well between pay-per-view or special events. Because um, it's really hurting on this Raw tonight. It's just very lackluster. It's too much talking, too much you know, script-talking promos. I, I just can't deal with that, and which have made the Raw very slow tonight. Um, and kind of, you know, sleepy to watch. I want to see some action. And I think I'm only seeing, like, what, three matches that are worth, like, you know, my attention so far. Right now, two and a half hours, and that's not good. I... I personally think that this Raw is perfect. Let's think about it. When we had all these pay-per-views back-to-back-to-back, all of them basically sucked. Every single one of them. <laughs> so this this whole break, hopefully they build something up to this battleground pay-per-view and we'll see something of quality and not quantity. Uh, I can see that, but let me ask you this, D-Wayne, just based off of that. Do you think they are building up too much for Battleground when they could actually be saving a little bit for SummerSlam? I mean, I would take five to four, four to five weeks before SummerSlam, but not before Battleground. There, I think the reason why they did this like it, because one, it's because I think they're trying to save face right now. They knew that they had too much stuff going on in that short period of time that they really didn't plan for it. So within this four to five weeks, you know, they can build something for Battleground. And, you know, Battleground is basically nothing but a preview of SummerSlam anyway. I, I kind of agree with what you're saying because they've definitely treated the show before the big four shows as kind of a preview. A lot of the matches don't end definitively and you just carry them over. I mean, I'm going to be on a family trip in St. Louis the uh, we're ending our trip the morning of Battleground in St. Louis, which is where they're having it, and I'm choosing not to go because I don't think I'm going to see anything terribly exciting that I can't wait and see on SummerSlam, and I'm just going to save my money for Mania when we travel to Texas next year. So I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but you know, well, I'll take the wait-and-see approach. If the build for the next five weeks is going to be like it has been tonight, this is one of the worst Raws. I kind of agree with Celeste. Uh, it's been kind of a boring lull of a raw. I don't know, man. But you need you needed this type of raw because if you didn't, if you just had all action, then storylines wouldn't build at all. I'm I'm for storylines building. I just want it to also be entertaining, and I haven't been very entertained tonight. Besides, like the Seth Rollins stuff, and here's something entertaining: Big Show attacking. Right there. Yeah, we're watching right now Big Show's in a <laughs> undersized polo shirt and Ryback's throwing him into pipes in a mailbox and laid the Big Show out so we can turn the Big Show babyface for the thousandth time. This is pretty awesome. Um, let's move on to, to 2 Chains. 2 Chains, you wanted to talk about Bellator a little bit. Yeah, so uh, besides wrestling... I'm a, a big fan of MMA as well, and um, Bellator, which is on Friday on Spike TV, which is a no-brainer. It's really not the popper. But um, actually, this card was really intriguing with some big names uh, uh, in, the, in the MMA world and in the wrestling world, where it's the headline of matches, Kimbo Slice versus Ken Shamrock. And yes, the Ken Shamrock that is all the, uh, what is he, 51 years old? Yep. Yeah, he's up there. Versus the... The YouTube sensation, Kimbo Slice, the backyard fighter. Um, so, I mean, on that match, uh, obviously, the one thing I always preach about MMA is um, you can't teach a, I mean, you can't teach speed, and you can't teach reach. So those are usually my advantages. But the other thing that's a disadvantage always seems to be age. I look at legends like Tito Ortiz and um, Rampage Hash. He came back and had a good fight in his last fight, but... um. Tito Ortiz and um, Cachel Sonnen, people that's kind of mm-hmm. aged, and they always got the heart and the mouth to talk to get back in the ring. But you know, it's just you know it's past their time. But um, I thought Ken Shamrock had a good chance because uh, of his uh, um, his Muay Thai background as far as his wrestling, and uh, Kimbo's obviously a brawler. So I say, hey, if he gets him down to the ground, it's going to be over. And uh, mm-hmm. that's certainly what Ken Shamrock did. He brought him to the ground. Clinched him with a rear naked choke, but um, just didn't have it in him to keep it tight. And uh, Kimbo surprisingly was in it for a long time. I was like, Oh, he's out, but got up, laid some uh, 
um, some nice jabs and hit him with a, a right underhand. And that was it for Ken Sherrock. He was on the ground seeing stars. So that match didn't last long. It was, uh, I think it ended in the first round, probably like a minute and 40 something left. But um, the other big match, another name he was familiar with, is uh, TNA's Bobby Lashley for um, this guy, Dan Charles. Um, both of them have pretty good uh, professional records. And I thought it was going to be a good fight. The promo built up for it. I was kind of worried because Lashley's a, he's a pretty nice spoken guy. Mm-hmm. Um, his skill definitely speaks for himself. But uh, the way Dan Charles was talking, I was like, oh, man. Like, not sad to see Bobby Lashley all bruised up and beat up. I, you know, I'm, as, as brutal as the sport is, you know, just don't want to see the good guys miss so bad. But um, um, Bobby Lashley was the, the real... Uh, reincarnation of Brock Lesnar in the ring. I mean, he literally might have might have sent uh, Dan Charles to Suplex City. Maybe I, I lost count. I know the first round he had Suplex Belize nine times. I mean, you talking about five minute rounds in MMA? That many Suplex? That's that's huge, huge cardio and a, a stamina blow. And he did. He was just relentless, relentless. But um, about the I mean, he was dominant through. Dominant through the first round, very, very impressive. I mean, I don't even think he was rarely even hit. Um, and he eventually beat him in the second round with the strikes where Dan was just seeing stars also. And that was the end. So it was good to see that, um, you know, not only is he a professional wrestler, does a good, a good job with that, but he's also very skilled in his, uh, you know, his background as far as his wrestling career. Um, so that was my positive. Yeah, I, yeah, I caught uh, I caught uh, some highlights of uh, Bobby Lashley's match, and I agree with two chains. He he looks great in the octagon. For some reason, I I have trouble watching Bobby Lashley matches in in the ring, particularly on on, on TNA. Um, but yeah, in the octagon, I mean, dude's a beast, and. Uh, definitely have a lot of respect for what he does in MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two chains. I mean, you was texting throughout the throughout the night, and that was really the first time I've ever seen Bobby Lashley. You know, we, we always heard him, how he used to do in MMA when him and Batista first went out from the WWE when they went to the Octagon. But I was really, really impressed about how he just dominated that whole match. And even back when... Um, Ken Shamrock and, and, and Kimbo Slice were, were fighting, all I could think to myself, man, this was just like seven years too late because we was talking about it before. This match was supposed to be back in 2008, supposed to be the mega match on the CBS that they had. And unfortunately, Ken Shamrock got out the match somehow and then Kimbo Slice got knocked out right within 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. it was just, remember that it just brought like terrible, terrible ratings based on how that ended up. And I, I just wish it didn't have to go like that. But to me, just to see this seven years later, it was more mature Kimbo Slice. Of course, it was a seasoned Ken Shamrock. Um, but it, it, it did, you know, satisfy the taste of seeing those two fight. I wish we would have seen them back in 2008. Um, but it was still an overall decent show that I thought on, on Friday that we watched. Um, another thing that kind of stuck out to me about the match that gave me a little bit of uh, chuckle is... Um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I forgot about something very, very big about uh, Bellator. Bellator uh, had their entrances to their matches, to the matches are uh, sort of MMA traditional-wise. Like, like the UFC, you come through the crowd um, and, you know, you, you have sort of a little bit of walk. Uh, your, theme, your theme music is kind of like mellowed in the background. Um, sort of like how um, the, the classic boxing promotions are. But Bellator actually has a, a more of a wrestling profile interest where, you know, you come out on the stage, you, you come out by yourself, not with your crew, um, to your theme music, whatever. And I, I thought it was really exciting. But um, to to my surprise, uh, the last match had a really big surprise for the fans, whereas, um, you know, um, I'm usually used to the commentary talking about, you know, the matches and telling the tape. And, um, you know, you just kind of told it out because you already have seen it over and over. But um, I might have been looking down for a second. And out of the back of my head, I hear something. I was just like, I know I just didn't hear that. 
so basically what happened was I was looking down and all I heard was oh what a rush and I look up and there's like animal and I'm just like oh there's no way and it literally was terrible and I thought it was a good day to see especially as a wrestling fan to see animal um, in, in full uh, facial paint uh, in character and embracing Ken Sherrock and his interests and I thought it was a good a good day so um wrestling with WWF at the time, Dan Severn. It's really, it's really such a disconnect because they do women's wrestling really well on NXT, and then there's some sort of disconnect when you get to the main roster, and they, like, I kind of like the everybody versus the Bellas storyline, but I'm just trying to figure out where they're, uh, Dr. M and I talked a little bit about maybe they're trying to bring in someone from NXT to help Paige take them down, but then Paige wasn't even on Raw tonight because she's doing tough enough for some reason, um, I I hear what you're saying, man. The Divas division on the main roster is a mess right now. Well, uh, D Wayne, let's kick it to you. Um, like like um, Two Chains said, we had some technical difficulties, so we're gonna kind of re-record what you had discussed. But um, you like seeing the Beast Brock Lesnar? Hey, I'm seeing him right now. He's taking Seth Rollins to Suplex City in Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I'm going to get a Suplex City shirt because it's going to say Washington, D.C., and I'm going to find it somewhere on a WWE shop website. <laughs> this is great. They were and selling I'm- the Cleveland one last week, so yeah, just wait. If you guys don't go to Raw next week, just hang on, and it should be on the site. You should be yes. able to order it. Isn't that such a cool t-shirt idea? You can get your your city on there. Like yeah, they should, they, They're just printing money selling those every time he goes to a Raw or a pay-per-view. I'm I'm looking for it. I'm waiting for an F five right now. That would make my night. No, I'm, Are they putting Kane over Brock here at the end, having no. him choke slam? Yes, that, that's what I'm saying. Oh no, no. okay. Oh, what's happening here? We're watching Raw as we record this, guys. Just so you know, Sorry, listeners. Under- what? Please, Brock, just kill him. Here we go. F5, come on. Do it. Do it. Oh, German. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst German suplex ever. It was pretty bad, yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, F5. F5. That was solid. Oh, somebody's TV's a little bit ahead of my ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I forgot to mention. 
mention my honorable mention for um, worst worst moments of the week within what we call the wrestling community, but in the athletic competition competitional range, I have to give a special uh, worst moment of the week to Adrian Bronner from his unprofessionalism. Just everything about um, I'm, I'm I'm cool with you know building up a hype for a match, but come on, dude, you was very unprofessional. Didn't want to handshake, touch gloves, trash talking, and winning the match and got beat like that. Come on, dude. Um, Dwayne, why don't you now that we kind of just live watched? Uh, they beat Brock down here with a chair. right now. They just took Brock's knee with a chair and beat him down. Ugh. I'm very disturbed right now. I'm looking at Brock Lesnar, you know, just laying in pain. You know, from a steel chair by Kane, first of all, straight now. Um, again, I guess this is a storyline built, but, you know, what this is telling me that Battleground is going to be a dirty finish. Yep. So... While my positive is seeing Brock Lesnar, my negative is knowing that it's going to be a dirty finish at Battleground. Well, you gotta have the you gotta have the big match at SummerSlam, I guess. Maybe yeah. with a, maybe with a gimmick to it. I I did like the um the uh, the noogies on Michael Cole tonight though. That was a nice touch at the beginning of Raw. Yeah. What about besides them beating Brock down here? What was your negative for the week? You know what? Surprisingly. I would still have to, you know, I've been very tough on this one individual lately, but he just doesn't have any guidance to me. Bray Wyatt just doesn't have guidance to me, and it really bothers me that he cuts this great promo, and, you know, he wins feuds. I mean, he might lose this one to Roman Reigns, because Roman, Roman Reigns is officially in the breakfast club. Well, let's let's be clear. He is going to lose this feud to Roman Reigns, but go yes. on. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm very disappointed. Maybe not in Brock, I mean, not Bray Wyatt itself, but creative in what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. Very, very disappointed in that. And I'm also disappointed in the Divas division, the tag team division right now. I'm kind of lost in the cause. Are they going to have a six-man tag team match? Or I mean, what's going on with that? Who knows? Um... Honestly, it's only two things I'm looking forward to right now. This seeing Brock Lesnar and seeing the the third match between Cena and KO for the United States title. Uh, you just spoke for me as well, man. Those are the only two things on the main roster I'm really feeling right now, too. Yeah. Uh, Dr. M, what about you? Something positive. Let's uplift everybody. Well, I'm also happy to see uh, Brock back, I think. Having him back on the show can only do good things for Raw, although uh, this ending to tonight's show is uh, a little disheartening. Um, also, I need to give a, a shout-out to uh, Donovan Dijak from ROH. Yes. I uh, had a chance to uh, check out uh, a good portion of his match from Best in the World, and when he body-slammed Mark Briscoe outside the ring yeah. on the top rope, that was one of the best things I've seen all year. Um, that dude is legit, and I, I hope that one day we can maybe even see him in a, in a WWE ring. I mean, he's a, he's athletic for a big guy, too. He was moving around quite a bit with a guy that was smaller than him. He worked. A, that was a great opening match for Best in the World. Um, what about your negative for the week? To do with my negative has to technical oh, difficulties continue. Hey, Doctor M, start over again. You cut out there. All right, I, I think my negative has to do with TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all saw earlier this morning that um, TNA's lost a couple people lately. Um, among them, Samuel Shaw. And while I haven't, I really, as of late, have just gotten back into watching TNA somewhat regularly, but uh, I I liked the Samuel Shaw character a lot. I thought that was one of the more developed people 
that they had on TNA in quite some time, and to see him gone, I I think is uh, a blow to TNA. I wasn't too familiar with him, so I, I can't comment on that. I know that Gunner also left TNA, and he uh, apparently there's a rumor that WWE's looking at snatching up even more talent for NXT, and they're they're looking at Gunner being one of those talents. Um, Jay Lethal being another one that they're looking at, which that would be awesome if Jay Lethal was in NXT and WWE. But um, can I'll get back to TNA for my negative. My positive for the week is Jurassic World. I let me. I I will explain how this connects to wrestling. I I teased the my co-hosts about this. I know. Before before I'm very disturbed right now. <laughs> Well, the whole, are you still are you still bothered about about Brock Lesnar getting beat down? I'm very disturbed about that pedigree. It was horrible. It was so bad. He needs a new finish. Wait, 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 I agree with you. Well. This, this is going to go way, way off on a tangent here for a second. So I'm assuming all you guys heard the CM Punk Colt Cabana podcasts in November of last year. And they were discussing at one point on one of those that Punk had just finished watching the original Jurassic Park for the very first time. And he said that he predicted the T-Rex babyface turn at the end of the movie. Remember the Raptors? <laughs> The Raptors have him cornered in kind of that main room, and then um, the T-Rex turns babyface and comes in and takes out the Raptors, and everybody gets away, and the kids are safe. Okay, so the uh, to not, I'm not going to spoil the ending of Jurassic World for those of you that haven't seen it yet, but the ending of Jurassic World, like the last 20 minutes, reminded me of the Vince McMahon-Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania 17. And the reason I say this is that the right... People, or should I say dinosaurs, turned babyface at the right time, and the right people or the right dinosaurs got their comeuppance. Vince got his comeuppance, Linda got her revenge, Trish turned babyface, Shane did alright, Mick Foley did alright in that match, and the same dinosaurs and people correspondingly did the same thing at the end of Jurassic World. So, without spoiling it, and I can explain more to you guys off air what who, what, where, when, and what happened. But that was uh, my interpretation, and I tried to explain that to my wife after the movie, and she didn't appreciate it at all. So I had to share it with you guys here. <laughs> I got it. Did you see it? Did you see it, Celis, the movie? Yeah. Yes, I did. I did see it, so I, I got it. D-Wayne saw it too, so I definitely know what you're talking about. No spoilers. No spoilers. I definitely understand what you mean, and that's why it, it was so funny when you said that. Yeah. So if anybody didn't see that coming at the end of the movie, then you you, you should have left about twenty minutes beforehand. No, I, yeah, and that's the, that's I loved it even more because of that. that I totally saw it coming. Um, I'm interested to see where they take the next sequel in that franchise because they just greenlit another movie with Chris Pratt. So, um, I think Chris Pratt's the next Harrison Ford. I'll watch anything that that guy's in at this point. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris Pratt is the automatic sequel maker. Stars of the Galaxy. Yeah, and then Batista gets more love and more movies. He's in the new Bond movie too. It's gonna be awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, guys, uh, don't hate me, but I still haven't seen Guardians. Oh. Hey, let's train now. Can I tell you something? I haven't saw Guardians of the Galaxy or the Avengers. Not all. I didn't see the new Avengers yet, but Guardians is tight, dude. Uh, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm gonna, all right, so I'm Did you know he's married to um? He's married to Anna Ferris, the comedian, the comedic actress Anna Ferris. He's married to her. I think they have a kid. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. Um. He meets uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh. Well, let me uh, let me get let's take it back into wrestling now. I want to get to my negatives. Two negatives. First, I was um trying to collect more theme music to kind of use as intros and outros for the podcast. So I was going through WWE's active roster right now. And if you watch Raw and you look at that roster like I was doing during the first hour tonight, two-thirds of them aren't even involved in a meaningful storyline. And if it's going to be four to five weeks to build, but they ain't building anybody, I guess I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be entertained by with this you know long time to build till Battleground. Like, I even look at Sheamus... I think Sheamus is supposed to be feuding with... Who's Sheamus even feuding with? I'm kind of unclear Orton, about that. Who wasn't on Raw tonight? Who? Orton. Randy Orton. Yeah, no, no Orton. Maybe he'll be on SmackDown. And then Dean is supposed to be feuding with Kane, who just got done beating down Brock Lesnar, and Dean came out and messed with Seth Rollins during his match. Like, Or Seth Rollins... Uh, reverse that. Seth Rollins came out and messed with Dean during his match. I just don't... You've got so many guys that you put money into, and then you just let them sit on the back burner. And I can kind of second what D. Wayne said about Bray Wyatt because I still don't really understand if he's going after Roman Reigns because he's a father and he's trying to be creepy about his daughter. Like that's fine if that's what it's going to be about. But then he cut a promo last week. I, I have a reason why he's going after Roman Reigns. He's going after Roman Reigns. Because WWE Creative has nothing else to do with Roman Reigns right now or Bray Wyatt. They're trying to save Roman Reigns for his big WWE Championship push later on. So they say, oh, it's Bray Wyatt. Let's go feed him to him because Bray Wyatt is just that wrestler that has nothing to do. So we just give him to anybody who needs a feed. Well, I was I was into it last week a little bit because this he cut a promo like, you're the chosen one, and I was never chosen. And, like, I can get behind that. Everybody can get behind that. But now it's like he's just going to – He's the reason he's feuding with Roman Reigns is because he's going to job to him. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. They're getting Roman Reigns ready to have a title feud with Brock Lesnar. That's what's happening. Yeah, and everybody's quiet because they know I'm right. NXT to make a splash and then they don't have anything for them long term it's like the ascensions in like raw purgatory jobbing putting over people in the main title feud and where is Bo Dallas I used to be so excited to see him he feuded with Neville and now Bo Dallas is gone meanwhile Neville he had a you know a cool match with Kofi Kingston but like Neville's not even involved in a like a feud feud right now it's just like why even bring these guys up? You put money into them, make them NXT champions, and you don't do anything with them. It's just, like I said in the episode I did with Dr. M this weekend, the point of wrestling is to draw money. How you draw money if you don't go all the way with these guys and give them something meaningful for the fans to get into? we got four to five weeks to build towards Battleground. What are we building? We didn't really build much tonight. I mean, the Seth Rollins feud looks like gold. I'm excited about it. The John Cena KO feud's been awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. After that, you know, we don't have a lot, like we said before. But what I want to... the same thing for Money in the Bank and Elimination Chamber 2. Yeah. Matches, one or two matches, but same thing. And the only really big thing that I'm excited for moving forward besides those two feuds is this July 4th thing. And I just... I'm excited because I, I get to get up early and watch wrestling at a time I normally wouldn't, and I get to mm-hmm. 
I get to like go full steam on my espresso coffee and we'll probably review that the morning of the fourth, any of us that watch it. But like the only reason I'm excited about that is this Balor Kevin Owens title match and I like to be honest, we talked about this on the last episode, there's not really a lot of build for that either. Like I don't know. I'm more excited to see Jay Lethal as the ROH world and TV champion when we watch on Destination America this week. But I wanna Speaking of Destination America, my big negative, I wanted to do a big Slammiversary predictions segment this week, and we can't do that because there's barely anything announced. And the pay-per-view's on Sunday. <laughs> it's on Sunday. It's They only run two pay-per-views the whole year. And I, okay, I'm bringing up the matches here on ImpactWrestling.com. Let me tell you what's going on here. We have the King of the Mountain match. You guys know who's in it? You know who's in the King of the Mountain match? Bobby Lashley by himself. That's it. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's going to fight himself, I guess, because I don't know who else is in it. <laughs> Pay-per-view's in like five days as of when we record well, this. six people in there, right? Uh, six or five. I'm not really sure. We have um, Gunner or no. Dr. M, help me out. Who was the match that we were making fun of the other day? It's not Gunner. It's um, Robbie Yee and... Robbie E and who? Jesse Goddard. Oh, yeah. Five-star classic. Great. Cool. Um, <laughs> we're building to this knockout. This moment for you, Aaron? Aaron turned heel. I am turning heel. You, we were going to have a triple threat knockouts title match from what I saw online, but now they have to change that because we're doing TV tapings and you can't spoil it because you don't know who's going to be champion. So now they have Kong and... Uh, Brooke versus the Dollhouse. Whoop de whoop. Uh, oh no! Yeah, that's that's on there officially now. And then besides that, you have the uh, oh, Magnus and James Storm. Magnus and James Storm, the best story written since Moby Dick. And besides that, the only the only big thing I I can kind of get into is the best of five finale between the Wolves and the Dirty Heels. But like. No offense, you gave me four of those for free, and, like, regardless of who wins it, like, okay, Austin Aries and Bobby Roode are tag champs. Okay, cool. Or the Wolves are tag champs. Cool. Like, not really behind anybody. It's stupid. Who's going to pay money for this? They're going to make the money off its over-unders of uh, 10 uh, near falls. That's how they're going to make their money. Yeah, they're going to make their money out of kicking out everybody's finish because that's what everybody does these days. I just, I don't even know if I'm going to take the time to go out of my way and watch it to review it for this show. Like, res- being responsible, some, one of us should probably watch it and talk about it. But I don't blame any of you guys for not, not wanting it. to watch it because I don't want to watch it. Not it. Nose goes. My, nose, my hands on my nose. Nose goes. Because, like, at this point, I'm more excited about watching Impact the week after that to see the title match. EC3 finally takes his proper place. I don't if, know. If, never know. He still, still might not win. Why does, why does summer wrestling have to suck so hard sometimes? Like, we get in this lull, and there's just not a lot going on. It's tough sometimes in the summer, you know? Because there's no other TV to compete against. I guess. I, you, you know what? It really makes me miss last week when we had the Stanley Cup going on and we had the NBA Finals going on. Yep. At least I get excited about that. Well, you can get the draft on Thursday, the NBA draft, if that means anything. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The Bulls are still going to be awful next year, and they're not going to go deep, so I don't care. I don't know. I'm sorry I took it so south here, guys. I just feel very strongly about I, I like the heel turn. Well, you know. It's not always a face. He can go heel. Oh, I love. Yeah, man. No, I'm not. I just. For a company that seems like they're on the brink and they're about to lose their TV deal and they're on like a lesser network than they used to be, you would think they would try to A, read a calendar and B, put on the best possible show they could because there is talent in that company. Very much so. We're not, I don't get it. Uh, they got the best wrestler in the world, but they don't ever use them. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the best wrestler in the world? Yeah, do we have the two chains made reference to him earlier? Uh, who, who is this character? Mr. Anderson. Wait for it. Anderson. Hey, hey, go kill yourself for saying that. 
He is not. <laughs> he was going to have the greatest storyline in WWE history if he didn't get hurt and screwed over by Randy Orton and Triple H. Remember, he was going to be the illegitimate child. I digress. I'm sorry. What? You mean John Morrison? I thought you were talking about the love child of Adam Rose and John Morrison there. That would have been something. That's what Adam Rose looked like tonight on Raw. Looked like the love child of Adam Rose and John Morrison. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of guy liner he's wearing on his eyes these days. Adam Morrison happens to have one of the most unknown championships in the NBA that you would ever think of. You ever have some time? Like, oh, oh, he did. He won a ring. Yeah. Hey, you can't hate on that. That's awesome. Well, guys, I think that's going to – we're completely off the rails here now, so why don't we wrap up our plus minus for the week. So to kind of sum it up, Raw was pretty awful. Bray Wyatt's in the gutter. Roman Reigns is going to win. TNA's going out of business. They suck. Jay Lethal's the man. And uh, the Divas division is in trouble. Did I miss anything? They all suck. I'll add this. I'll add this. I hate what they're doing with Brock Lesnar based off the end of the Raw tonight. I hate it. You know what? I don't agree because I actually, actually, I'm not, I'm bothered by it, but I'm not bothered by it. And I'm going to tell you why. You have to at some point make Seth Rollins and his crew look like a viable option to beat him. You can't have Brock Lesnar every week just, oh my gosh, rip up everything every single week. It's just not going to happen. I, You know what? That makes sense. I, I agree with you. That makes sense. Kane, no, to Kane. I mean... Yeah, yeah not to no, Kane, though. Not to Kane. <laughs> Uh, but you, but you have no option, no other option. You have to think about who's in the authority. You know who should be in the authority? Who would have looked like a million bucks out there, and they could have built Sheamus. that up? No, they should have put KO in there on the authority. First of all, right now, I don't like him. Stop hating. Stop hating. Stop. He looks, he stop, looks stop. like he belongs to somebody's bar, with a six pack of beer or somewhere. This is even great, like. Just seeing a guy coming off the bar and do like a, 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 a sunset clip or whatever, a stand-up combo, whatever you want to call it. He, he, he spoke his little French tonight. Who cares if he's being speaking French? He, 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 he is going to make Vince McMahon so much money. Yes, he will. He That's right now. He definitely has the best physique, but he definitely has more, more uh, move sets than anybody that has, that has one of the better tones in the WWE. Let's, let's, let's get this straight right now. Mark, Dr. M, I don't agree yes, with sir. you. He will never make <laughs> as much money as you're trying to say. No matter how big the fan is, business-wise, he will never make it. Hey, hey, Dr. M, let me ask you this. Who's one of the top t-shirt sellers on www.shop.com right now? I would imagine it is uh, KO. That's why they brought him up to the main roster. He was killing it in merch on there, man. How about that monster foul now? Yeah. Out. Drawing no, a few dimes the there. Monster foul is coming. Because no matter what you say, dude, guess what? <laughs> Kevin Owens is just going to be this mysterious dude and complain and stuff like that. Kevin Owens is always going to be that one that pits on great matches, but he will never. As much as, I, as much as I'm going to get a lot of flack from him, I'm about to say, he will never be WWE champion. Oh, oh stop it. Hey, stop hey, it. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to drop the mic. Kevin Owens is next to your pump. I'm done. I'm dropping the mic. Oh. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I hope you drop the, the mic in the toilet. You're doing this in the world, Drop the mic in the toilet. Drop the mic in the All right. So to try and sum up again, um, Sellis just dropped the mic. Kevin Owens is going to be the next WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Not. Dwayne is wrong like the thong song. 
And <laughs> Kevin Owen, sorry to tell you this. <laughs> you're just, just going to beat Kevin Owens, making up to the golden child of Roman Reigns while he wins all his titles. And Kevin Owens just say, oh, he's the chosen one, and I, he got chosen. I don't respect him because he was chosen. I don't care about what you expect. expect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's look at it. Let's do this then. Let's do this. First of all, merci beaucoup. He he speaks French. That's what's up. <laughs> if Kevin Owens is in one of the top four matches at Mania when we go to Texas next year, you have to buy Doctor M a KO shirt. Let's drink that. And it, and and if he's not, he should buy you a John Cena shirt. Oh! No, no, no. I this, I'm telling you that he would not be WWE champion. But I thought he couldn't draw a dime. Why would you put him on WrestleMania? I wouldn't say he can't. You put him because he's a big <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> uh, uh, Celis is putting a picture of KO on our Google Hangout screen right now. That's right now. Kevin Owens, you're a cop. I hate you. Go to And on that note, I'm like, I do respect you and your talent, but it's just you, you just whine too much for me. I'm not feeling this character. All <laughs> right, wrapping wrapping this up, we're gonna have to edit out the foul language. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no worries. Um. <laughs> For the crew, this is Aaron. This has been the plus minus to end all plus minuses. We'll catch you guys on the next segment.
welcome to the Cena Monster Files prediction. And you can be on a fact version of the Cena Monster Files. This is Dwayne here with another episode of the Cena Monster Files. Next week's topic, we'll go back to right back. You know me scheduled programming. Thank you. And I'm going to take over here. This is another edition of the D. Wayne Monster Files. I'm going to go down the line. I'm going to have everybody tell me why D. Wayne is wrong about Kevin Owens. Dr. M, <laughs> we're starting with you. Uh, to our listeners, we, we apologize. D. Wayne is clearly unwell uh, today. Um Kevin Owens is is the it factor in WWE right now, and he will have nothing but success. Two chains. Welcome to uh, the D Wayne Monster Files. Why is he wrong about Kevin Owens? We, we don't usually bring in people's governments on this show. Ooh. But, but uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to give give y'all D Wayne's government so you can search him up. His name is Walter White. He started the movie. <laughs> On a, a TV show called Breaking Bad, and we all knew what he was cooking up on there. So, we apologize for everything that y'all hear from him because clearly sales are going good for him, and he's very delusional. All right, he's got that blue stuff. Uh, Celis, welcome to the D Wayne Monster Files. I can't even talk right now. I can't stop laughing. I'm laughing. Oh my god! I'll just say this: anybody that could Powerbomb Macklemore off the ramp of Raw. You're awesome. That wasn't Macklemore. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm Machine Gun Kelly. Go ahead, Mercy. I'm out of it. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. MGK. I'm sorry. Eastside Cleveland Wild Boy. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be. I'll be awesome. Here. So, on a, on a realistic point, I mean, just think about it. I mean, it's just before he could be the next CM Punk. He could talk. He could definitely go in the ring. If you can have. Your top two matches be contenders for a match of the year. I don't care who you're fighting against. You make everybody in the ring better with you. You're awesome. So, yeah, he's going to be a world title. <laughs> I wasn't sure if D-Wayne was going to say something there or not. I have a rebuttal for it, but I'll wait. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll wrap up the D-Wayne Monster Files. You're crazy. Kevin Owens is the freshest thing on TV right now. He may lose to John Cena again. I don't think he will. He might. But he's got so much talent, I think he can overcome the Cena monster. Uh, Furthermore, I think that we should all wear KO shirts when we go to Texas for WrestleMania. Never. And we'll, no, 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 we'll make you a shirt. Instead of saying KO on it, we'll reverse it and it'll say, okay. And it'll have, and it'll have the, like the John Cena shirt. It'll have a circle with a line through it because it's not okay what you're saying about Kevin Owens. And this is Aaron for the D Wayne Monster Files. should stand that uh, if KO is in one of the top four matches at Mania, 
You you owe Dr. M a shirt because I think you hurt his feelings tonight. Hey, look. I'll do one better. (laughs) (laughs) If KO is in the top four match, I will wear the whole John Cena get up. You know what you should do instead? If you if you lose that bet, we should make you wear a Washington Redskins jersey to Cowboy Stadium next year. That is disrespectful. Go Panthers. You know what we should do? This is totally off topic now. We should all dress up like wrestlers for Mania because I have a I have a month old beard and I might just keep it going and I could be Bray Wyatt and D Wayne could be the chocolate John Cena. That would be kind of cool. So if you guys were gonna dress up the rest of you, who would you be? Well, two teams need to get oh, his man. dress back so it can be Kofi Kingston oh, and we Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a oh, long no. time ago. Oh no. Who would you guys be? That's what we have to think about. I have to think yeah. about that one, yeah. Someone should be Randy Savage. I went by getting my face painted like Sting. Don't know how long it's gonna last though. <laughs> it shouldn't be too hot down there. You probably wouldn't sweat it off. Not in April. And you know who I'm gonna be? <laughs> You know what? You could be KO because he dresses like a bum, and that's not too far away from you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired. <laughs> and I'm going to talk like him the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know something uh, nobody mentioned today as a good moment. Um, Samoa Joe's speech and uh, the, the little bro movement with uh, the Bullet Club. I didn't see that video. Was it awesome? Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably send you a link in a little bit. You yeah. should, because I saw they had like kind of a, a new version of the curtain call. It was it looked pretty fun. Yeah. Can I ask one quick question? Then we got to get out of here. Is um, is that whole thing with Joe at ROH? Is that going to be on TV, or are they not allowed to film that because of his deal with WWE? Um, I'm I'm guessing that. I guess that. I guess that signifies that why well, that's going to be uh, his last. Uh, that signifies that's going to be his last match. Okay. Ooh. Joe, he he had to work an ROH date this weekend. It was like already he already signed it before he signed his NXT deal. Has, um, it was uh, at Daniels and AJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's yeah. Alberto Del Rio at? He, I think he's hurt right now. I think he was working um, AAA, and TNA's trying to sign him, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I think he was doing some stuff with ROH, but I know that he, I think he's got an injury right now. Okay. Yeah. Before we leave out, let me shout out to Russell Pinion. If they got some fans that want to see us, what we should wear for 32, we want to hear some feedback off them off their site. Russell Pinion, shout us out to you. Um, if you know anybody else that wants to have a prediction of what we should wear or have a suggestion of what we should I, wear, shout out to us. I have a prediction just for a silly sound. <laughs> we should go as Stardust. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Yes. yes. I'll claim it. That would be good. But you know, it's kind of contradicting because we're not looking for a, star, a Stardust appearance. Come back as Cody, then you know, Stardust. Well, then he should be dashing Cody Rhodes and grow like a really nice mustache. Then I could. Yeah, I gotta. We gotta figure out who Doctor M's gonna be because I'm really excited about him dressing up. Oh, that would be good. Ooh, that's okay, a well, that's true. That's a good call, D Wayne. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
That would take some time. Can you yes. start now? <laughs> what is it like? It's like 10 months away. Think of that. That's true. Yeah, get an Afro pick. Oh, that will work. We'll, we'll see, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well... This has definitely been the most off-the-rails edition of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast so far. Um, we'll try to put together something maybe just a smidge more coherent for the weekend. We had the, uh, the Senior Monster Files. We had the D-Wayne Monster Files. We had the Plus Minus. Um, so, yeah, this was uh, this was quite an evening. Um, this We had some crazy tornadoes coming through the Midwest here tonight, so this was a good way to take my mind off of that. We had some tornadoes hit back uh, in my hometown where I'm originally from, so shout out to everybody back home. Hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, yeah, be safe, be well. And until next time, uh, this is Aaron for the rest of the crew. We'll catch you guys later. has been another production of the Big Goat Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. Email us at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.